Welcome back, everybody, to another fun edition of the Rolex Whiskey Passion Project. And today, I have a gentleman on who I actually got to meet through Universal Whiskey, and he's pretty much doing, in his life, what I would like to do at some point in my life. He'll tell you more about this, but with no further ado, I'd like to welcome my dear friend Glenn McCallum to the show. Glenn, welcome, my friend. How are you? Gavin, I'm great, man. Thank you for having me on your show. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit about what you got going on, and then we can like have some fun questions? Uh, I am co-owner, along with my wife, Maxine, of um, McCallum & Sons Whiskey Co. We are a whiskey specialty bottle shop located in Tacoma, Washington. It's basically, it's a retail operation. It's a, it's a liquor store, but again, we specialize in whiskey. And a lot of single malts, a lot of American whiskeys. Pride ourselves on having, you know, one of the li- widest selections of spirits in the region. And listeners, it's an absolutely beautiful store. It's just gorgeous in every detail that's been taken over there. It's just, it's a beautiful experience to go in there and see the variety that they offer and the service and everything. And if you're in that area, you got to stop by. I mean, Glenn, you've definitely built up a, a collection since you've opened because you haven't been open that long in reality. How long have you been open now? Uh, just over two years now. This past December yeah. was our two year mark. Yep. Wow. That flew quickly. So give me your, like, what's, what was your first coming to whiskey moments in your life? Yeah, I, I mean, I started out much like a lot of us do, probably like you did as well. Just whiskey was just a, a passion and a hobby for me. Uh, thinking back to early days, you know, being in college, just slamming Jack and Cokes, uh, kind of like, you know, <laughs> what, 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 how everyone else gets started. But eventually, I, you know, started started experimenting, drinking drinking some neat whiskeys, mostly scotch. You know, I think I was introduced to Lagavulin and Laphroaig first which is not, you know, your typical starter whiskeys, but loved it and explored from there. And then I, I love to tell this story, kind of my my gateway drug into like luxury spirits and and really opening up my my eyes and aperture to, to single malt scotch whiskeys was um, I was watching one of the James Bond films and in it, he drinks a Macallan 18. And at the time, never I had never heard of Macallan. I was like, you know what? I got to try that. <laughs> Went out and bought a bottle. At the time, it was about a quarter of my paycheck, but worth worth every penny, worth every drop, and that was that was really what set me off into the world of Scotch whiskey. After that, I mean, very different to Jack and Coke. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> a few levels up, a few levels up. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 back eighteen comes in, and you, you know, you're like, oh, I like this. Obviously, this is a while back. There's no store in the future that's even in your brain yet, right? Correct. Yep. So you continue like Mac 18 takes you on a thing where you, I mean, for me, like I was like, you know, you know me and I've told the story many times. Like I was always drinking whiskey. Like I drank whiskey, mm-hmm. but like literally I wasn't dream creative. It was like Johnny Walker black. Yeah. That's what I drank, yep. you know, and blue if it was a special occasion or, you know, <laughs> but like that was it. There wasn't, there wasn't anything crazy. And then, you know, obviously this world that we live in now where, you know, it's limitless in all aspects of whether it's whiskey or finance, there's, there's really, you know, there's no barrier on it. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's very different. So with Mac 18, when you would go out, because Mac 18 is definitely not a cheap pour to get by the port, nor is it obviously by the bottle. 
you weren't going back to American whiskey. You were pretty much staying in the Scotch lane. Yeah, I was. I mean, thinking back to those days, I guess, you know, as I was going out, I was still drinking like gin and tonics and stuff like that, or, or a lot of beer, honestly, because I, I was living in Europe at the time. Um, I was in the army. I was stationed stationed yeah. over in Italy, Italy and then Germany. So I was drinking a lot of beer, not much wine, actually, for, for living in Italy. Shame on me, but I, I wasn't super into wine at the time. So yeah, a lot of beer, gin and tonics. And then I just had like a pretty modest whiskey collection at home. Macallan 18. I remember my wife's uncle gifted me a bottle of Glen Morangie Signet one year. That was a pretty amazing gift. Another bottle that just kind of set me off. I was like, man, luxury, luxury whiskeys are just where it's at. But then, yeah, you know, I, st- I you, still come. Did you have any idea, though, living in Italy, that they had such a huge love for scotch? I didn't. No, I did not, actually. I, I either. I honestly yeah. did not know. So when I was in Scotland last year, I was at, uh, where was I? I was at Ben Romick doing a tour. And this husband and wife came on full Italian, like no English whatsoever. And I was like, it was the three of us going through this tour that the McPhail boys had set up, you know, and I'm rolling around. I'm like, this is cool. Like, like, can't take pictures. You can't stand too close. I'm like, oh, God, like, can we just go drink whiskey? There's so many rules. <laughs> but they have a lot of but they have a lot of rules because it's like, you know, in America, nobody pays attention. Like, don't use your cell phone by the gas station. Exactly. <laughs> a spark over there. Over there, they actually don't let you take a picture by st- equipment that could explode. Okay, yeah. hey, you know, they enforce that. Anyway, so we go into the tasting and, you know, I'm rolling around in my usual, you know, my, my, my uniform, you know, my make whiskey great again, hat with Rolex whiskey uh-huh. on the back. And halfway through the tour, he's like, the dude's like, yo, I follow you in like the worst English that he was just trying. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> thank you. Just couldn't understand anything. And then we go into the tasting and like his wife sp- spoke better English. And like he starts telling me like just how huge the Italians are about whiskey. And he starts showing me pictures, dude. And it's like, you you, you can't believe it. It's like the original McAllen's. Wow. I had no idea. Oh, like, like, and I'm just like, so I was just wondering if you had, he's like, oh yeah. You know, like this is through the wife. He's like, yeah. You know, like even 10 years ago, you could walk into a coffee shop and they would have like an old McAllen 25. Like for the old people, <laughs> the old people to drink <laughs> while they played backgammon. And have yep. coffee. They would be like, "Hey, give me some scotch. Hey, let's have you know my a nineteen a, a, a twenty five year old Macallan Red Box because like nobody else is drinking it." Yeah, just like yeah. Wait, what is going on? And then when I was in New York, I went to see Stefano at his uh, his liquor shop. Well, his whiskey boutique that he opened in New York, and he started telling me he's Italian, you know, and he can speak really good English. Um, he started telling me about like when he lived in Italy, that's uh, his mentors or oral old Italian scotch guys who literally would buy barrels of scotch whiskey because that was the only way to get a lot of the whiskey into Italy. And they had such wow. demand that these guys were like, like, like he told me the whole history of like Samaroli, like how he got into it because there was yeah. demand for this really expensive whiskey. And he was like, well, I'll do it. You know, I, so, okay. So you're living there and have no clue. You're like, Hey, I got, that was cool. I had, yeah. you know, Glenn Ranchi signet. This is great. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Side, side, a side step across there. All right. No, 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 no. And sure, actually, right? let, me, let me just, let me just take one more side step real quick. It was funny because when you mentioned you're, you're at this tasting with this, with this Italian couple and he approaches, yeah. like, Hey, I follow you. It's funny. Cause that's kind of how we met. We were down in Vegas yeah. and, and our, our mutual friend, Paul, yeah. he, he's, he, Paul sees you walk into the room. 
I have no idea who you are. Like, I just follow your Instagram page <laughs> and look at bottles of whiskey. And Paul, Paul turns around. He goes, he goes, hey, Rolex whiskey. Good to see you. I'm like, and I turn around. I'm like, there's no way that's the same fucking guy. <laughs> and, and lo and behold, it was you. So like, I like, I went to your page real quick. I saw you're in Vegas. I'm like, oh my god, that's that's the guy. So yeah, like worked up the courage to like walk up to you and be like, dude, I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> oh my god. And then we had a hell of a night with Neil. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Times, dude. I mean, it's funny because I was just actually in Vegas on Sunday night uh, for the night with the wifey because she's like, I want to see this life. Like, she, you know, like it finally came out. She's like, yeah, I see your pictures. I'm like, I'm a little jealous sometimes of the things you do. Yeah. So I'm like, well, let's, it's our anniversary. Let's go to Vegas. So I took her to a few of the places. She's like, I'm like, all right, you feel better now? I'm like, you're still not invited. And it's no disrespect. <laughs> like, no one else brings their wives. <laughs> you no, know? but like, I don't want you to feel like you're missing out. It's just food and fun. Like, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay. So yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, so so it was just real interesting because now I was even on the phone with the guys the other day, and I think you were at that end where we drank Finn Thompson's whiskey. Um, and Finn Thompson is the independent bottler from Scotland, whose like family has really old bottles. They would they would have been with us in Vegas, and you might may or may not I remember think, drinking. Yeah. I mean, it's a big yeah. room. But it's Finn Thompson, and they have like 35-year-olds, like, it's not what it is. I'll say a log of woolen, 35. It's not what it is. Uh-huh. Probably an apple hour. But he was telling me that they're expanding a lot into Italy now. And I'm like, dude, I would love to go to Italy and mm-hmm. do a whiskey event. Like, yeah. how could, like, and he said they have one in Rome and one in Milan. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that would be, you know? that's world-class level right there, yeah. No, it's funny. I mean, it's funny you bring this up. I had no clue when I was living there. I was like, I, you know, I thought Italians, all they drank was wine. So no, this is, this is mind blowing to me that you're, I had no idea. Like, like, like one of the biggest, like, did mm-hmm. like, as far as like organized groups of people, like their whiskey clubs are like apparently like next level. Wow. Which kind of like made me think like after talking to, you know, these guys and then I, I, I spoke to Dennis who's who is a huge Amrut guy. Um, mm-hmm. Dennis, don't be mad at me if you're listening and I'm going to say you live in Holland. I, I don't know if it's Amsterdam or Holland or Sweden. I, I love you, Dennis. You're a passionate guy. Anyway, he was saying like each <laughs> town has a whiskey club. No way. And I'm like, I'm like why don't we do that in America? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, so like seriously, like, like women have, not women, I'm sure everybody has them now, book clubs. We could have mm-hmm. whiskey clubs. Whiskey clubs. And it's yeah. like, you know, yeah, it's like 20 of you and you get together once a month and you just like chill and like, yep. this is cool. This is again. So anyway, yeah. my gears are thinking. Um, yeah, no, sir. We, I mean, honestly, you're, you're kind of reading my mind right now. That's kind of our, our plan, our way forward here with our location is we started with retail and you're, you know, you're always pretty limited what you can do with retail, but you know, we do have plans to expand into another space and whether that space looks like a cocktail lounge or a tasting lounge or maybe a private members only club we're not entirely sure yet but what i do want to pursue is some sort of whiskey club like that where you know people gather you know whether it be once a month or once every other month or once a quarter and everyone just kind of brings in a bottle do a bottle share have suppliers and importers come in and present their portfolio do like master classes kind of like you know what they do at the end but yeah i'm on the same i mean i kind of like it like i I was really like how cool would that be? Because, you know, obviously we get to, you know, you get to do a lot of cool stuff at your store. I get to do a lot of cool stuff, but like, it would be kind of nice to be with consistent group of people. Yeah. Yep. 
actually, you know, okay. foster that community and build that community where it's not just, you know, just new, new faces every single time, but you're actually you know, building, building friendships and, and again, a community around, around this spectacular spirit that we enjoy. Yeah. Community. Of mem- okay. So you're, so you keep drinking, you're having a good time <laughs> and this is all, you're all in Europe. When did you, co- so, I mean, okay, let's go to what, what was the behind the store? Let's, talk, let's, let's just jump straight yeah. to the store. Yeah. So inception for the store actually started around that time. Also when, when I was in Europe, I was doing some, some traveling and went up to, uh, to Dublin for St. Patrick's day one year, which was out of control. But while I was in the city, just did some shopping around for some whiskey walked into a whiskey boutique shop, a very small whiskey specialty shop and amazing it was so cool uh to walk around and engage with the the employees there talk about whiskey and you know i my knowledge back then was was not as deep as it is now so i had a ton of questions and i'm sure they were pretty amateur questions at the time but it was such an incredible shopping experience that that really stuck with me for a very long time and i that kind of give me give me give me a little bit of the highlight you say it really stuck with you. Like, what were, you know, was it the customer service experience? Was it the knowledge? Like where was, you know? Yeah, it was, it was the customer service. Um, you know, we were greeted right at the door when we walked in, a guy kind of showed us around, spoke to each individual region, each individual label, but then it was also the presentation, right? And it didn't look anything like our store here. Ours is very I hate to use the word cleaner, but ours is a lot more like kind of modern and clean cut. Their store, it, there were just bottles everywhere. There were bottles on Dude, the floor, I, on like, yeah, there were like barrels in the, in my the middle OCD, of the, yeah. <laughs> my OCDG goes like fucking nuts. I walk in the, like, yeah. I don't know where he, yeah. I want to get out of yeah. here. Like, I don't yeah. want to ask because like, then I'm going to have to hear the whole spiel and it's uh-huh. just shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was it was out of control. But you know, my my experience at that point was limited. So I thought it was the coolest thing in the world to see I, you know, I didn't know there were that many different expressions available that many different regions and distilleries and, and you know, producers. So it was so cool to, to walk in there and see that many bottles of whiskey. And a buddy of mine and I we walked out of there dropping a pretty penny i think we i i can't even tell you what it was i don't even remember what we purchased but it again it was kind of like a mccallan 18 purchase we're like you know pretty significant for for what we were making at the time but um turned out to to be worth it it was such a special bottle did you open it we did yes we did we uh, we actually we both bought the same thing which looking back is kind of dumb but uh, we ended up (laughs) i mean both of those bottles were gone within a couple months so you know, we were we were young hey, officers. What, were, hey, what, were, what, we were, were, what were the bottles? What were I, the bottles? I'd have to I'd have to look back on my Facebook. It's on my Facebook somewhere from here. I'm just curious because you know, yeah. like that big. I mean, I you know, you know, we've all been in that big purchase, and it's a fucking big deal in that yeah. moment. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of silly how jaded we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it really is. is. Uh, like you, like, then, like yeah, you, you mentioned the first one. You like that was like a. You know, whatever you said, a third or a quarter of my paycheck, you know, and like this one, like hey, you like, like that's like a, that's a financial decision. And it really is. Yeah. No, no, no. Yep. It's a financial decision. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about bottles in like the 200 to $300 price range. And now I'm like, I care, you know, I'm, I'm staring at bottles worth like 50 grand in my own shop, which is just <laughs> mind boggling. So it's like, it's just, yeah, it's next level stuff. But, um, 
Yeah, so that was that was kind of the inception for the whiskey shop. Uh, and walking into that whiskey store in Dublin, and it just stuck with me. It was something that kind of just hung out in the back of my mind for years and years. I, you know, I continued my time in the army. I served for a total of ten years, and when um, when my time was up and it was time to get out, uh, I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to do. I applied to uh, some other jobs and you know corporate America type positions, but just having a conversation with Maxine. Um, she really gave me the push and the confidence. She, you know, she said, "Like, let's just do the whiskey shop now. Let's go for it. You, this is a dream of yours. You've been wanting to do it forever. Um, you know, we have the means to do it. So, so let's just do it." Uh, and that was like the greatest gift she ever gave me, besides our kids, obviously. But uh, was to to give me the push, the confidence, uh, and and the freedom to to pursue this dream. Um, and yeah, fast forward two years. You know, she uh, she designed this entire space. You you know you. You, you mentioned yeah. what it looks like in here. It, it is, you know, it's gorgeous. People walk in here and their jaws drop. They're like, I've never seen a liquor store like this ever. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point. We want to stand out. Presentation is important to us. We want to showcase these beautiful bottles, whether they be a $20 bottle of Old Forester, Old Forester or like a, you know, $27,000 bottle of Macallan Fine and Rare. We want it all to look spectacular. And yeah, Maxine designed this entire space herself. I formed the business. I acquired the inventory, and and we, it was off to the races after that. And two years later, we uh, business is fantastic. A lot of support from the community. We won Icons of Whiskey Single Outlet Retailer of the World, um, which was yeah. which was pretty spectacular. That was cool. Um, I saw that. Yeah. You guys went. You guys went in Europe last year for that for the yep. awards. Yep, the award was in London, and then we turned it into a little vacation and went up to scotland to visit some distilleries um so yeah it was a lot of fun and tell me something getting started in the business you don't obviously like is that easy hard medium you're ex-military you just fucking go in and you're like just, it's systematic just just fucking go <laughs> in and figure it out oh it really was Hey, just figure the fuck out and, and that's that's right yeah that's the make that i went into yeah no one's dying. Yeah, it's not an emergency. Yeah, um, I, I uh, we had we had a lot of conversations with some friends of ours that own a wine shop here in Tacoma. Tacoma wine merchants, great people, Rob and Kelly. They kind of opened some doors for us. They introduced us to some distributors and suppliers and stuff. But as far as you know, like getting the liquor license, shopping around for a location, design again, Maxine designing the entire space herself. That was just us. Like we just we just took the ball and ran with it. Then yeah, just forming the relationships with the suppliers. You know, we I had met Craig Bridger down at down at the Universal yeah. Whiskey Experience, and so I reached out directly to Craig. I was like, Craig, I'm starting a whiskey shop. How do I get the really cool Dalmores? And he's like, Dude, I got you. <laughs> he sends sends me an email with like, you know, I only have two bottles of this Dalmore 35 left. They're yours if you want it. I'm like, Yes, absolutely, sign me up. Um, so some some of it did come that easily. Other things you had to I had to work really hard for. You know, we could speak for days upon days about the current state of the bourbon industry, but um, that that was a bit harder of an egg to crack. Uh, wait, 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 getting wait. in some of that. We can't just go there. We have to let <laughs> the public know there's a big game with distribution because mm-hmm. the bottles that a lot of you see on shelf, we'll just we'll call out one brand, and we're not even calling them out. Just easy one to discuss. Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. 
They have Pappies, they have BTACs, they have Wellers, they have Blantons. And because the market just dictates whatever in pricing, and I've been checked pretty hard when I complain about that and told that, well, you know what it costs. That's why mm-hmm. you complain. Mm-hmm. But a plastic surgeon walks into a store and wants a Pappy Van Winkle 23 and it's six grand. He don't give a shit. He pays the six grand. Yeah, he's gonna pay it. Yeah, he, he, you know, he doesn't even know. He could care less. Mm-hmm. It was like it's something he wants now, for a variety of reasons. Guys, a majority of people that are listening to this behave differently. One is they know it costs less, so they're like, "Well, I don't want to pay too much for it." Or two, they are, and I'm throwing these up in inverted commas. They're so-called investors. So they're like, mm-hmm. ooh, if I can buy it for six hundred and sell for six grand, like I don't have to work for the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, but like it's not real. And then so the distributors realize the power that those select bottles garner and they say, Okay, well, you know, I we we don't have enough supply. Mm-hmm. So if you want them, you've got to buy all of this other stuff on my truck. That you may or may not want, but that's the only way you get a spend to justify that. Kind of yep. correct? Yeah. No, you certainly have to earn it. You know, what I expect of, of my customers, really, it's, you know, you, you form those relationships. And you know, I, I it's amazing how many people walk in here every day and ask for a bottle of Blanton's. And if I sold my Blanton's to everyone who walked through the door and, and, and asked for it, I wouldn't have any Blanton's for, you know, my best customers who come in here and, and support me holistically. And come in once a month and buy a couple bottles for me. So uh, it really is, you know, it's kind of pay it forward kind of a mentality where, you know, the distributors and it's old school dependency and loyalty. But I I think that because of these, you know, I I, I said something very, I don't know if I said it on here or if I said it on Instagram, but I'm like, you are not a whiskey investor to me unless you have a collection north of half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. If you have less than that, I'm so sorry. You're just, you're just another flipper who's like mm-hmm. trying to fucking turn 600 into six grand and you're abusing relationships left, right, and center. Now the cutback yep. could be like, hey, Gavin, hey, Gavin, Rolex whiskey, you said this is your investment mean and it's your kid's college front. Yeah, 100%. In seven and a half years, I can't wait to get rid of all of this. Can't mm-hmm. wait. It's real money. You know, I, I, I strove for that. So I, when it comes to like being loyal, I will go to stores and spend tens of thousands of dollars for investment whiskey. So therefore, Mm -hmm. I do get rewarded when stuff comes in. And I do believe that should be the system because unfortunately, most of you who unfortunately are just trying to turn a bottle of Blanton's into an extra 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work like that. It shouldn't work like that. Now, that's a very opinionated, big, bold statement I made, but that's how I feel. (laughs) <laughs> and for you, well, no, yeah, rewarding your people, you know, like it's real. You should mm-hmm. do that. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I have, I have whiskey clubs. I have an American whiskey club and an international whiskey club. And I do, I do a raffle for, for the clubs every single month for the allocated stuff. And, and when their name gets popped, when their name comes up, they get to buy it at MSRP or relatively close to MSRP. You know, we're, we're not perfect here, but, yeah. um, there's there's really no such thing as MSRP here in Washington State, unfortunately. But uh, you you know what I'm trying to say. I I try to be very fair. Yeah. Where and and there are different levels, of course, too. Where 
my whiskey club members, they support us. They pick up a bottle from us every quarter. It's automatic. And so, yes, when they when their name comes up for the raffle, they get a bottle at MSRP. If I'm just throwing a bottle on the shelf, something really special, there's going to be a markup. Like, you know, and this is still a business. This is my family's livelihood. I mean, this isn't charity. I'm not just going to throw a bottle of, of Weller on the no, shelf which is, which... And, and make and make $2 off of it when I can make $100 off of it. You know what I'm trying to say? Which is the other part of the side of it. Respect mm-hmm. the business. When mm-hmm. you go in and try to grind these guys, respect yeah. it. Like, I, if I'm, if I, like, let's just say, hypothetical, I would like a bottle of Pappy 15. I will talk, call all my liquor stores that I know, that I buy from, and say, hey, if you have an extra one, I would love it. And if you don't, I respect you have to make money. Doesn't mean I'm not going to shop with you. It's not going to be what I'm saying is, hey, if you were expecting three and got four and already had like psychologically costed it into your your income stream, mm-hmm. you know, mentally, because I think you have to when you know it's coming, you know, as like you said, it's a business. So you have to forecast your revenue and you're like, hey, these are coming and I, you know, it's going to be a great, you know, d- December, January, because I'm going to make an extra X because I'll have these higher bottles, which will help me in February and March when there's nothing going on. Yeah. But it's a business. Respect the business. So now, okay, let's go back into business. So as a business, you appear for all intents and purposes, like it's really taken off. Like you're obviously looking at your space, you said. Are you still loving it? Yes, I am still loving it. However... (laughs) Uh, you know, owning owning your own business is a roller coaster ride. There are ups and downs. There are there are setbacks. There are huge victories, and there are and there are huge failures. You know, I've made a ton of mistakes. I'm still learning every single day. We just I don't know if you saw on my social media, but we we just yeah we just yeah we just got broken into this past week. He only uh, I'm telling you, Gavin, it could have been a lot worse. I'm definitely oh, a lot worse because I saw what you told me, and I saw that he had the keys. <laughs> Like it was yeah. like he, he broke into a car and put it all together. Yeah. And he went yeah. to like, he hit a second location as well, right? Yep. Yeah. So the he, I, I, I'm pretty sure this dude followed me to my gym. I'm pretty sure he'd been in the shop before. Uh, and this okay. was, a, you know, a targeted thing where he followed me to my gym, waited for me to be inside, smashed my window out, grabbed my briefcase, which had the keys to the shop in there. Um, he also took my wallet. <laughs> Made a detour stop at a at a craft store to try to purchase you know thirteen hundred dollars worth of gift cards with my credit card. But luckily, I had already found out at that point. Froze all my cards; those didn't go through. But then he had the keys to the shop, so he made his way over here to the whiskey shop, let himself in the front door. Yeah, I could see it on the security camera footage. The dude was in here for less than two minutes. Walked right up to the tequila section. <laughs> went for went went, went, went right for the for the for the Herodura one fifty anniversary <laughs> bottles. He was out of there. I you know looking to see how oh. how he moves around and what he looks for. I think he'd been in the shop before. Um, he'd probably cased the joint and and knew exactly what he was looking for. But again, could have been a lot worse. Standing five feet from that bottle of tequila are bottles of whiskey worth you know thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars. But yeah, uh, which, no, which, I mean, which, which you didn't direct. So, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just turned insane. around. Yep. So he did a really good job pacing. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or I, honestly, my thought, my thought is like maybe he's out there drinking it right now. He just he just really wanted some Herod's era and Yeho. <laughs> he just he just didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> uh, went through all that trouble just to just to take a couple of bottles of tequila and he's home enjoying it right now. But question: He got keys. I'm assuming yeah. you put an alarm in after this. Yeah, we had the keys, we already had, we had an alarm. Yeah, we already had an alarm. Okay. He, he didn't give a shit. Okay. He just walked walked right in. Alarm blaring. Oh, okay. And they just grabbed yeah. and walked out. Yeah, just grabbed oh, and walked man. out. But yeah, no, I was could I have been worse that night. Got our got our locks changed and everything. Um, so yeah, yeah. All right, shitty, shitty. Mm-hmm. Tell me something in your new knowledge and everything you've been garnering as a business and as your personal growth. What have been some moments that have really stood out that you've enjoyed and be like, holy shit, that's good juice. I've been blown away by the bottles that suppliers will open up for samples and they'll tell me straight up they're like hey like you're the reason i'm opening this sample bottle there's no, really no other accounts in this region that i would open this up for but but i know you're i know this is the kind of juice you're after and so i'm happy to pour you some i know you're i know you gavin you're a fan of independent bottlers signatory gordon mcsale those have been blowing my mind recently um a lot of those cast I'm strength blind, right? signatories yes those cast strength signatories are just like earth shattering so damn good. Uh, and then for Gordon McPhail, I recently got my hands on some of their uh, most recent spay malt. So they're, they're McAllen bottles. Um, uh-huh. And I got I got one of their 24-year-olds here in the shop, which is which is exceptional. Uh, and then also from Gordon McPhail of Tormor, 25-year, which is just like so yeah, buttery. I mean, it's like, see what I've like been doing the last bottle. few days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just like bringing yeah. attention to independent bottles. Because my biggest thing about independent bottlers, number one, I love them. But number two, they're actually affordable. Yes. Because there's no brand marketing. They don't they can make a McAllen twenty-four and give it to you at a reasonable price. McAllen yep. can't release a McAllen twenty-five at an out of line price because it's a core item. Yeah. Yep. And they also have to meet a profile of core item. It has to be the same every single time within reason. Whereas mm-hmm. a Gordon McPhail or a Signatory or, you know, a Black Adder, they don't have a profile. They're just like, I really fucking like that. I'm releasing it. Yep. Hey, it happens to be a McAllen 24. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. That's a different take on it. I mean, I've been blown away with these whiskey sponge, which Decadent Drinks is kind of a part of Signatory Vintage. I mean, Signatory's definitely got their hands in a lot of shit I'm unfolding, mm-hmm. which I'm, I don't care. Good for them. I mean, but I don't care how you bottle it. I, if I can get it and buy it and open it and drink it, it's not investment whiskey. You know, yeah. I, I can have McAllen old McAllen 25s in my investment, but I can drink independent bottlers 20, 22, 24, 27-year-old McAllens all mm-hmm. day long. Yeah. Yep. It's a wide world out there, independent bottlers. And again, you hit the nail on the head with, with the price point. You can find some crazy unique expressions for just amazing prices. So yeah, those that's what's been blowing my mind recently. And anything on like now that obviously once again you have you have a location you sell stuff, are you noticing just a ridiculous influx of American whiskey, or have you managed to kind of just like control it? No, yeah, like every uh, week American. A new person. Yeah, American whiskeys are are top sellers month after month, no question about it. I think looking back, looking back through my system, uh, I I use Square as my point of sale, which is. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. There's really great systems and reports that you can pull from there. 
bourbon is our top seller month after month. I think my number one seller. But is it? The, but but I guess, geez, is it the same bourbon or like uh, you know, no, a lot of new brands on the market? But as far as just like moving amounts of bottles, it, it does tend to be some of the some of the same brands. So I think I believe, and it's been a while since I've checked, but I believe my number one seller of all time for two years in business is Mictors. I think. There's no other brand I sell more of than Mictors. I think that every month or so, it, it may vary. It's like our top three or like our top three or four, it's always either Mictors, Buffalo Trace, Old Forester, or like Russell's Reserve, something like that. Your old your old Forester single barrel was really freaking good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was killer. I just got word a couple of days ago that I'm, I got another one lined up, so I'll be getting samples in March, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, that, I mean, to be honest, that was a really good single barrel release in general for Old Forester, I felt like. And then, you know, back to Mictors, obviously, you know, my heart's big. Raven, shout out, we miss you in the area. But yep, uh, you miss you, Raven. Chicago, yeah. you're killing it out there. Yeah, Mictors, it's just, it's it's been phenomenal just to watch their rise. And it's like, what I love about them, like, that was never the purpose. They just mm-hmm. love making great whiskey. Yeah. Like, there's not a single person that will ever, ever tell you that they... I won't say they don't care, but like that was never the purpose of the brand. It wasn't yeah, to be the top seller in anything. It was just like, hey, we're just gonna make great whiskey, and then we're gonna make great whiskey. No. We're not gonna cut. We're not gonna cut any corners. I think. I think their unofficial motto is like "cost be damned" or something like that. They're just like, we don't give a fuck yeah. how much this costs. We're just gonna make really good whiskey. <laughs> and and the fact that they like don't release stuff because they're like, yeah, it's not ready yet. Like we don't need yeah. that. Uh-huh. You know, I don't need to yeah. have it every single year. I would like to. If the juice, you know, steps up, but it is what it is. All right. Yeah. Now we'll go to now we'll go to, to the magical question because now you've got to do some cool shit. Mm-hmm. Are there one or two pinch me moments where you like, dude, I can't believe I'm doing this? That yeah. come to mind? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean one one in particular. I have a I have a few, I guess. Kind of rapid fire through these. Um, our very first, our our two first tasting events. Um with the store where we, we, again, we built these relationships with these importers and suppliers and, and got the opportunity to get some pretty awesome people out here uh, to host tasting events with us. The very first one was before the shop even opens. It was actually our grand opening weekend. We had Benedict Hardy fly out here from Hardy Cognac and conduct a tasting with us. It was, it was insane. And then a few months later, after, after we had opened, had a grand opening and you know, we were off to the races. Craig Bridger came out to do a Dalmore tasting and and dinner. That was a pinch me moment for sure. I tell you, moving- I tell you, it's funny though because yeah. on the Benedict Party note, so I bought after trying them at the end, I bought all four seasons mm-hmm. from her. Mm-hmm. Just realizing that they were super limited, and from the investment side, it was really like a no brainer. I mean, financially, mm-hmm. it hurt for a minute. It was yeah. definitely a big pill to swallow. <laughs> but for the future value, it wasn't a thing. So anyway, we're at we're in Vegas, me and the wife. We got a Mott 32, which ironically was playing NFL playoffs. You know, we would have thought that the Chinese dim sum place in Venetian would even like have a TV. Well, they used a projector screen. Anyway, uh-huh. they have they have two of the seasons on there on the menu. So I so I, I look at the menu, and guess how much it is per pour? Oh God, I don't two seasons. I I can't even fathom. Just come on, throw it over. Six hundred a glass. Twenty two hundred. <laughs> no way. 
2200 for a I, I, I said to my wife, I'm like, I feel pretty fucking good right now. I got one. Oh my gosh. You're making me feel good because I have all four as well. They're sitting downstairs in my vault. <laughs> well, I, and, and, and I said to, I said to Benedict, like, just know you put so much packaging in this thing. I'm never opening them. So if mm-hmm. I do open it at some point, if something's cracked, I'm coming back to ask you, like, how do we fix it? But like, they're stored. Yeah. They're they're original. I mean, because that's a, just a. Oh, I almost opened one and I saw all the packaging. I'm like, there's no way I can put it back together. It's very intricate. Yeah, yeah. I opened. I, I had all four of them open and on display for the for the tasting event we did. And yeah, getting those back in the box was definitely an endeavor. Yeah, like <laughs> videotape everything. But yeah, just so you feel yeah. better, it's 2,200 bucks of porn in Vegas. Man, you are making me feel good. I love it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so okay, so you got Benedict, you got Craig. Give me one more pinch me. What was it on those two experiences that were the pinch me? It was because they were there, or because like you got to try something you hadn't tried. Like what was the moment? No, it wasn't. It wasn't even about tasting the stuff. It was just that. It was just that they were there. Your that, place. That yeah, they're here. At our place. We Maxine and I built something that had the gravitational pull to bring in these amazing people in this industry to tacoma washington it's like you know who who would have thought like tacoma washington would be such a such a player on the uh you know in the world of spirits but here we are we're making it happen um and so i mean uh, i guess another one i'll mention it I mean, again there's at this point two years in there have just been countless suppliers and 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 reps brand ambassadors here now you know we've We've had Ben Riach. We've had, you know, uh, you know, the Brown Foreman guys. We've had McCallum. We've had Highland Park. Richard Urquhart from uh, Gordon McPhail. He's been in here. That was, God, that was a pinch me moment for sure. There's been countless experiences. It's been incredible. Another one that I definitely want to highlight, though, is when we started off with our whiskey club memberships, we did start inviting some of, some of the members in to do these small private tasting events. And some of them I even host myself. I'll you know I'll get up there and I'll I'll pour I'll pour some bottles and and leave the tasting myself. And those have just been so special to have these this group of people there. Again, kind of like we were, what we were talking about earlier is building this community around whiskey. It's been in, insanely fun and um, inspiring and enjoyable. Dude, I love it, man. You you know, you know you've inspired me to like this is the best fucking exit strategy. Like fucking just <laughs> hang out, you know, just do something you love with not I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, it's a business. And with business comes pressure, but it's mm-hmm. a different pressure. Yeah. And pressure is still pressure, but there's some pressure that's like, oh fuck, I don't feel like dealing with it. This is yeah. like I would imagine a little bit different. I mean, it's funny because, you know, after the last time hanging out with you, I called a couple of guys. And I was like, dude, like, I'm not doing it now. It's probably like eight, nine years away. But I just want to put on your radar that mm-hmm. this is what I would like to be doing. And uh, I kind of want to have like a, like a clubhouse vibe. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it's like it's there. But there's like like you were saying, like, you know, where you're going. Like there's a little, you know, a little, ta- a little back room maybe in the back, you mm-hmm. know, like a private yep. area, <laughs> you, you know, where you can smoke yeah. a cigar or, you know, just. Yep, in in Mike and it's got yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, like 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 I grew up with a lot of I grew up with a lot of crazy Italian guys. And like that's <laughs> always been like a lifestyle, you know, like they mm-hmm. hang out together. Like yeah. that's what they do. Yeah. You know, and it, and for, good, 
<laughs> well, and for good, bad, and evil, you know, like in all three, yeah. but they hang out. Like it's yeah. it's a thing. It's a place. It's a, it's a belonging. Like you, like, hey, it's where I'm going. You know, it's Thursday yeah. afternoon. We gotta go do this. Hey, yes. it's Friday night. Like I know, I know that there's nothing going on. But if I go there, there's gonna be like five or six guys. All right, great. I liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I love it, man. I mean, you you, I love watching you grow because to me, it's just motivating to see and I love people that are truly passionate because you didn't get into this as a business like there was it was a bigger picture and a bigger dream and you did it mm-hmm. yeah thank you man you know, I appreciate like, you saying that yeah. you know you meet, a, you, you meet a lot of liquor store owners and it's like yeah they, their dad did it and their grandpa did it and his dad did it and they got no choice and yeah. they come in there and they just like grinding the whole time because like it's so many generations down like they don't give a shit they had no yeah. choice you yeah. had a choice. You executed it, and and you're doing. It. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, yeah. We didn't. Maxine and I like to joke. You know, we didn't start this business to get rich. You know, this wasn't some get rich quick scheme where we we're gonna buy a couple bottles of whiskey and 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 yeah. and, fl- and flip them flip them for a couple thousand dollars. Like this is business that we have a lot of passion about, and we have like a vision of where we want to go from here and how we want to expand, but. This retail operation, like this is just, this is just like a grind day to day. Like, hey, we're, you know, keep the money yeah. coming in and, and, and this will help eventually with other projects down the road. But yeah, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not going to retire off of this retail shop. That's for sure. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But I think that was never the plan. The plan was to have a base. Yeah. And build yep, the base. Absolutely. Whatever build the base. Is. Exactly. I mean, it, it really has helped us, you know, get our foot in the industry. You know, all these people we've we've met and all the relationships we've built. Uh, I don't. If we were to just jump in the deep end and try to open up a bar or a cocktail lounge or something like that from the get go, well, we'd have nowhere to go. No, like no experience. No, I think it would have been a lot harder. So I think starting with the retail shop first has really kind of just made that a lot easier. It'll be a smoother transition in the future. Well, I can't thank you enough that we finally put this together. Um, do you want to give Do you want to give all the Instagram and Facebook or any of the social stuff to the listeners? Yeah, yeah, please. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're on Instagram, McCallum and Sons Whiskey. That's kind of where I'm most active or I post most often. Um, our website, McCallumandSonsWhiskey.com. And yeah, come check us out if you're in the Tacoma, Seattle, Tacoma area. Um, you definitely have work, to. Be it's not like even <laughs> if you're if you're in Seattle, it's a quick drive. It's not really crazy. It's an experience. He's got a great collection, a selection, truly innovative, just everything that they're doing there. It's just, it's a unique experience. It's, you know, I don't want to go, it's all foo-foo and white glove, but it's pretty up there. It's different <laughs> than just your average, you know, liquor store with, you know, boxes fucking everywhere. <laughs> it's a business. Too, <laughs> you know? They're hidden. They're actually hidden in the walls over there. There are fucking boxes everywhere. They just hide them in the walls. <laughs> I just yep. item in there. Well, uh, I can't thank everyone enough, you know, for listening. I'm loving the data that I'm seeing. We got a lot of new listeners from around the world, which is what I love doing, the global side of it. Continue. If you listen, do me a favor, give it a rating. I really appreciate that. And I wouldn't be doing this without you. And I wouldn't have I wouldn't be having the opportunity to have other passionate people like Glenn on my show if you guys weren't and girls weren't listening. So thank you everybody for listening to another fun edition of the Rolex Whiskey Passionate Project and I will talk to everybody soon. That's a wrap. 